0: Try to uh, dive with purpose and contribute back to our uh, mother nature instead of just keep on taking it. And by doing that, we have to, be, do, we have to do our part, uh, keep inspired the people around us as well. Protect our ocean is to protect our life.
1: Off Gassing, a scuba podcast with host Nick Hogle. I am very proud and excited to introduce my next guest. Monica Chin is an environmental and marine conservationist. She is on a mission to educate and protect the beautiful waters surrounding Sabah in North Borneo, Malaysia. On this week's episode, we speak about ocean conservation, one ocean empire, diving around Malaysia, and what you can do to help. An inspiration, a proud Malaysian, and a true ambassador of our ocean. I hope you enjoy Monica, how are you doing this evening?
0: Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for having me in your studio.
1: Oh, no. I, I really appreciate... Thank you. I really appreciate you coming on here. I'm excited to hear the story, your story and what you got going on over there in uh, uh, Borneo. Co- I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to butcher it. How do you pronounce it? Kota, kin, kin, I don't wanna
0: say it. Kota, Kota Kinabalu in Borneo Island.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the, the first question I usually start out with is, tell me about how you got into scuba diving. Tell me about that first experience, why and how it all unfolded.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, basically, and I'm not sure whether you have been to Borneo, especially in Sabah, Kota Kinabalu.
1: I have not. I have not
0: you should you should one day so here in Borneo we are surrounded by blue water it's a um, is the island basically it's the biggest island in um, I was uh, exposed to the oceans since I was a baby I guess yeah um, into a nature and then um, basically over the weekend I always um, spend my time with my Parents by the beach, at the island, and go for fishing, things like that. And that makes me, um, I can say, um, connected with the ocean. And when I was kids, I always wonder what is in the water, what is under there, how it look like, you know, why, where the fish live, how the fish eat, why everybody go to the ocean and fishing, things like that. There's a lot of uh, curiosity during when I was um, younger time during my younger time. So then, um, how I uh, how I was uh, into a scuba diving because my let um, I mean my mom is a scuba diver, and my father left to spend most of his uh, um, extra time to the sea fishing sell around the island to island in Borneo, especially. So um, I was, uh, when I was, I think, eight or nine years old, and I saw my mom with his uh, scuba diving gear, that's very old school. I was, I think it was 1980-something. And she was breathing in the water, and we are just, like, watching from the boat, like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> How can she get in there? And we just float around and swim around and see her descend, descending to the bottom of the sea, and then um, after an hour, uh, she'll be back with a lot of story and then what fish she saw, she saw, and what kind of animal things like um a lot of for me it's a fairy tale story. So then, um, I still remember there was in. Uh, uh, Mantanani Island, uh, in the famous name of a uh, Mermaid Island in Borneo, which is uh, about 50, five, zero, 50 minutes off from my hometown, from the mainland to the island. So that's what that was our famous uh, family time at that uh, island. And um, I always remember that. I will forever remember the magical underwater world that I saw during uh, uh, when I was like. Um, eight, nine years old, ten years old, when we were snooping, we were surrounded by the sea cow. Um, we call it dugong. It's like uh, manatees.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like manatees, but the, the, the tail is different than manatees. We call it sea cow um, here. I mean, yeah, scientifically, uh, they call it sea cow. So honestly, I will never see them again <clears throat> at this present moment at that, at that particular island. During that time, it was so pristine, and you can see them before the sunrise, the the big group of them, like 20, 30 of them, and come out just to feed. And then before sunset, you still can see them uh, swim around for the last feeding, and it's a big group of family. And I myself witnessed them gone and disappear. Even the last dugong has died in the commercial fishing trawler around oh. the island so yeah it's pretty sad like it's yeah, um,
1: really sad
0: really sad I, I witnessed the magical and it will never ever happen again and I, I know i won't see them again like how i saw them before and um other than that the coral reef is pristine huge and so colorful but because of uh Human um, development, businesses, tourism, things, stuff like that, and the islands now become super famous. I can say, um, they call it Mermaid Island, and everybody want to go to Mermaid Island, and that um from five houses on the island, and now it become commercialized. Oh, yeah, you can imagine that, and then a lot of uh, destruction like um fishing, fish bombing, over fishing, over tourism, stuff like that. And that island is no more as magical as I was, I, I, as I saw it when I was kids. Then that's make me, um, me and my mom, like, I, I, can I try your octopus? Can I just breathe next to you or I hold you? Uh, <laughs> let me breathe, please, let me breathe. Um, and <laughs> I did that um, in just a uh, uh, floating like snorkeling just in the shallow water, and I love it. I fall in love, like I can stay longer um, beside my mom, and I can stay longer and watching more marine animals instead of just swimming around with a snorkel, stuff like that. But then um, I, I always, since I was that age, I, I always want to see more. I want to... I want to uh, capture more. I want to witness more. I want to see how they live, what they eat, um, what these kind of things in my, in my mind when I was kid. So then, since then, I'll never stop going to, uh, you know, never go, never stop going around outdoor, like go to island, go to the beach, stuff like that. Always uh, connected, always stay closer to the ocean. Then other than if bad bad weather, of course, we go to the land, like hiking, waterfall. I mean, yeah, always closer to nature. And then because that time when I was young is during school time, high school, and always the expenses that um, always stopped us to, I mean, always stopped me to go further. And I got my certification in 1996.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, as an open water certified open water diver during that time and every weekend I was in the island nearby the city. Never stop. <laughs> yeah. I was always and until now I'm still diving.
1: No, that's awesome. That's that's amazing. And um, it's it's sad to hear that you you've actually witnessed the decline in uh just the population of the the sea cows dugongs um, the, yeah, that's just a sad thing to see because you hear about that happening happening all over the place and and you see that too like these little small pristine islands that once they become popular then then they just get overgrown, overpopulated, and the the tourism kind of takes over that's kind of a bummer because um, it, it, it's nice. It's nice to find those islands and it's nice to visit them. But then, you know, once they become too popular, that's that's a bummer. So is that how you got? Uh, you went into the direction of conservation work. Yeah,
0: that's that's uh, that's definitely lead me to the conservation work. I still remember when my first time um, certified diving and I saw a big group of uh, fishers, school of fishers, I like, like, oh. My God, <laughs> you know, like you just don't want to get up, you know, you just want to stay longer and longer and longer in the water. So then um, now I am just uh, advanced open water for the past 28 years now, 29, 28 years. And that's uh, keep me going. Like um, want to see more and want to learn more, protect and preserve whatever remaining live
1: now yeah okay no that's that's awesome
0: that's give me go conservation
1: yeah yeah and and is that how um is that how is it what uh one ocean empire was born yes uh so tell me a little bit of the work that you do that that one ocean empire does
0: Okay, um, yeah, uh, one ocean empire uh, created because of the, mainly because of uh, uh, declining of our current ecosystem in the nature and the uh, people that who depend on nature the most along the coastline and as well as the uh, 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 community that closer to the uh, rural area or uh, depends on the nature resources. Uh, more than we do, so I founded One Ocean Empire uh, in 2014, I still remember, but not so active, then it was uh, um, at that time I was still learning and then try to find a focus point that where should I start and how should I tell people uh, by using this company uh, to educate the local community especially and then um, to contribute more to our nature by learning and experience um, in scuba diving all over, is, uh, especially Southeast Asia. So One Ocean Empire is a social enterprise company, and we focus on education, courses and training. For example, like a, um, coral propagation course, Mangrove basic knowledge on mangrove, uh, how, how to do mangrove conservation, seagrass, um, coral cataloging, and uh, through this training, we are um, doing that work uh, together with the local community here in Borneo uh, Saba. So basically, it's a community based project. For our uh, company, we have to uh, self sustain. We have to self-sustain, and then um, of course, uh, this training and uh, courses is have to be uh, have to be paid by scuba diver that who interested to carry on their journey as a scuba diving and diving with purpose. So that's our main focus. Then um, whatever profit that we earn is equally uh dispersed to uh, balance, dispersed to the equally dispersed to the nature and as well as the local community here. Because we not only how to say uh, how to extend that like because most of uh, the, the the community that I met in, especially in my hometown here in where the uh, our eco camp located in Usukan Island. If you ask them about uh, do you know about coral uh, I give you three answers to choose whether they are animal, plant, or rock. I can tell you 95% they give you an answer is rock. Yeah, based on that, then we um, I noticed that our people here is a lack of knowledge. That's why One Ocean Empire here, to when whatever opportunity we get to get closer to them, to a um, impart the knowledge to share our skills we will do that
1: okay no that's that's amazing um, and so right now you you have just one location do you plan on is, do you only have one location or do you have multiple
0: um, actually uh, currently one ocean Empire work closely with uh, ocean quest global because uh, ocean quest is the the um, uh, standards that we adopt we we take on uh to for the all the nature conservation work it's just like a petty ssi the diving school diving academy ocean quest uh, global is our um our standards that we adopt to teach all the nature conservation so in borneo currently actively we have uh, a few locations but um uh, but basically, it's collaborating with the dive resort and the dive center. But uh, now uh, we have our own uh, training center on Eco Camp. Uh, name one ocean, uh, 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 the Eco name is Ocean Quest ponio Eco You can find in a Google Google Map. You can Google Map. Yeah, so that's our very own training ground and people from. Cuba Diver, um, traveler from all over the world, they, they registered and they came here to learn all the courses that they're interested on.
1: Okay, okay. Do you think that you will ever uh, open a location on this side of Malaysia or is it going to be mostly located over there? And what I mean is that I, I should say Peninsula, Peninsula, Malaysia. <laughs> Sorry, I can't speak right now. Uh,
0: actually, um, it's like it's like a company, like a dive center, right? They uh, they have a lot of dive center in, especially in Perhentian, as oh, well okay. as in uh, yeah, Langkawi, things like that. And um, those dive centers, uh, they they some of the trainer, Ocean Quest trainer, are teaching the, those kind of courses as well. So in Peninsula Malaysia, we have Ocean Quest have their location in Perhentian Island. Indian Island and Tioman. I'm not sure whether they're still active, but there's few trainer teaching about um, the coral, the conservation, restore uh, coral conservation uh, courses in Peninsula as well. But for collaborating, I'm not so sure. But I need to check with the Ocean Quest Global uh, Management. But in Borneo, basically, I think I'm the only one doing it actively, teaching and training and contributing to to lock the the local community here
1: okay okay no that's awesome so give me like a uh, uh, a typical day on on site like you you wake up and then what you know from the start of your day to the end of your day what's a typical day for for a volunteer
0: um for a volunteer first uh, they need to be certified uh we prefer uh scuba diver but uh, now we have a courses for non-diver as well so once they get certified they can come here and volunteer um in our campsite in our eco camp so whenever wake up first thing first they have to go for a morning walk to clean up the beach because there's a lot of uh, trash uh, wash up to the shore Wash up to the beach, so they have their, That's the first thing first they need to do in the morning, and then after breakfast, they we will we will take them to maybe some of the tasks to um, walk to the hiking trail, to clean up the hiking trail, and um, if the weather is permitted to go to the to go to the sea, go down to the coronary or check on the is there any uh, tangled uh, trash or garbage around our protected reef so all these volunteer are uh, trend and they can go they, they will they will go down to the water and do their tasks daily tasks like um, reef cleanup things like that and some of them will be going to uh, continue their coral uh, monitoring and research as well because some we, we do a coral cataloging uh, mapping area so different, different uh, volunteer have different, different tasks to do every day. Of course, if the weather is bad, like during monsoon, <laughs> we have we have our our land um, land conservation as well, like hiking trail, um, birding, bird ID, wildlife monitoring, and uh, stuff like that in the forest, in the island forest. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. What, when is monsoon season usually?
0: Um, usually towards the, the year-end, like November, uh, December, and January, especially these three, three months is disaster. There's no way for you to dive or swim or snorkel. Yeah, so after that, the volunteer, they will take a break during lunch, and then uh, they will do some reporting or data collection, some documentation. After break time, probably after the coffee time, then they were back to the water again and swim until sunset, come back, have some beer, chill, <laughs> wait for the day. Yeah, that's a typical life in, in our campsite and as a, a volunteer with us.
1: No, that's, that's, uh, that sounds like an amazing day. What's a typical length that people will volunteer? One week, two weeks, one month?
0: Uh no, we don't take that short time. Usually, minimum requirement is one month.
1: Oh, okay, mm. okay.
0: One month or requirement because um, if the regular volunteer, uh, they can do like two weeks, three weeks, because uh, if you say if I if, we we tried that before, if we give them like one week, first day arrival is already preparation, checking in, you know, settle down. So. The second day will be briefing and, um, you know, uh, uh, orientation around that campsite or in the water or in the forest. Third day, you do the work. uh, Fourth day, you do the work. Fifth day, slow down. And you need to take a break at least one day. The last day is fly out already. So not much thing they can do and help. So now our requirement um, basically is one month.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, it's good to know. Good to know. Next, uh, um, when I get a, when I get a month off, I'll have to I'll have to come check it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. So, um, coming from I, I have not been over to that area, uh, coming from KL, how would I get to the project?
0: Um, from you mean to come to Kota Kinabalu? I mean to yeah. to our site.
1: Yeah, is it a direct flight from KL? Uh,
0: no, I think there's a direct flight from Penang.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Well, I was just saying for for other visitors because I know KL. Um, a lot of people will fly through KL. I don't like. I mean, not many people fly through Penang, but because um, even oh, but you there is a direct flight from Penang. Are you sure? Because yeah, when I've looked at uh, places out there, it's usually. Um, I, I have to have a layover in KL before I head over there, um, but I'll have to look into that because if we could get there on a direct flight, then then we would probably do it sooner.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, basically from Kota, Kota uh, from sorry from Kuala Lumpur is a direct direct flight to Kota Kinabalu. Uh, it takes about two hours thirty minutes flight. Sometimes yeah depends on the on on the airplane um mostly 2 hours 30 minutes to get to the city of Kota Kinabalu
1: Okay yeah. okay and easy. um yeah yeah no that sounds really easy so um what are some other dive sites on that side of Malaysia because I know there's like there's Sipadan's really popular do you ever make it to any of those other other famous dive sites
0: yeah, mostly I have done all the dive site in Borneo, in, in Sabah, especially. Most of it. Yeah. Um then other than Sipadan there's a lot more island around around Borneo, around Saba. But, uh, because Sipadan is too famous and I I can say it's uh, over diving and oh, really? over tourism. Yeah, over tourism. So there is more a lot more location, pretty Beautiful location, like not much tourists, uh, especially towards the north, in Kudat, and then um, there's few dive site, beautiful dive site like uh, Maliangin and um, what else? Few of the few of the island tip of Borneo, there is a dive site and surfing, the surfing destination as well. Okay. Uh, uh towards south, well, from the north towards south is Mermaid Island. Um, my hometown Kota Belut, there's, uh, yeah. There's few few uh, beautiful dive site along this uh, along this side as well. And Sipadat, of course, uh, world famous. And around there, you can dive as well. You can dive in uh, Mabul, Kapalai, um, Salakan Island. There's a muck diving heaven, underwater photographer heaven. Now, Hot Soup, famous and. Um, matabuan Sibuan island don't forget to go to mataking all these places but yeah try to try to do some exploration i mean um, diving on this coast uh, of uh, borneo in sabah
1: yeah no definitely definitely i i 100 percent need to make it out there and uh, i even knew that was where i needed to go before i moved to malaysia because i mean you you just hear about that area of the world how beautiful the diving is um are you a scuba diver me yeah 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 no actually i have um i'm actually uh, i'm an instructor yeah so i've been scuba diving uh for about let's see 2016 is when i got certified uh with my open water and then just slowly moving through the ranks um i so I was pretty active in teaching before I moved to Penang, um, but there's no there's no diving in Penang, um, so I haven't really been able to teach. Um, there there's Langkawi, which I, I went one time, and then the closest diving to me is going to be Koh Lipe in Thailand. Yeah, closest nice diving, I should say.
0: You should go to Koh Lanta, uh, Koh Pipi. Phi.
1: Yeah, well, uh Koh P is the first place I ever went scuba diving. I was uh I was backpacking through Thailand and I stayed on Koh P for I think it was like 4 or 5 days in I think it was like 2015 and yeah, that was the first time I ever I ever went scuba diving and just yeah, I absolutely fell in love with it. It was changed my life like uh,
0: yeah, agree. Yeah, Surely so it agree. was
1: It was a good time, so Um, but yeah, no, I, I, that's why I've been wanting to go out to the Borneo area for, I mean, I've known about it for a very long time. So, um, it was actually nice at, uh, mighty the the you listeners out there the malaysia international dive expo um because i got to chat with a lot of people from that area and just all around malaysia um because i haven't really explored a lot of diving in malaysia so it's definitely my goal starting this year and then going you know further i mean we'll probably be living out here for quite a while so it's it's definitely a goal to check out a lot of different dive nice. sites in malaysia um so my, my next question is uh you are and you like to do is it, i don't know if it's a hobby or professional underwater photography
0: um it's a hobby okay so it's, it's my hobby yeah because um it's a hobby it, it's become my hobby because when i was uh, just started as in uh, scuba diving i don't know about underwater camera but always see the, the media, the documentary, beautiful pictures. So I kind of uh, wanted to capture every moment uh, when I was in the water and I want to capture all the animals that I used to see when I was diving. So that's made me um, into an underwater photographer. Uh, just a hobby, just a hobby. And I like to capture all the moment whenever I dive, especially um, this smaller tiny macro animal thing like that. Oh,
1: okay, okay.
0: So that's really uh how to say that's really uh make me stuck in the water for for a longer time, like one hour just try to capture that teeny tiny animal. Yeah. It's a hobby. Just a a a crazy hobby of me.
1: No, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I love uh, the yeah, the little the little nudibranchs or the the manta shrimp or just anything small is always fun to see. Although um, I think with my older age, I might have to start bringing a magnifying glass, you know, just so I can see them a little bit
0: better. How <laughs> can you? Okay, you say you're older age?
1: Oh, uh, uh, I mean, I'm joking. I, I just turned. I'm not not super old. I, I just turned forty uh, this year in April. Just turned forty, so. Um not not old. I I joke around. Uh but I have seen people out there with their magnifying glasses.
0: I'm ten year younger, but opposite of your age. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm ten older than you. <laughs> the age is not stopping us to the water anyway.
1: No, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So um, what do you have in, do you have any big plans or any other plans for the future of, of the project? Uh,
0: yeah, that's why, I mean, that's why I'm here. I still continue, um, learning actually, um, basically on the, on the, uh, nature conservation. So it's a bigger, it's a big project. I can put it like, um, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to do it in long term. Uh, hopefully someone will carry our legacy here, our work here when we are gone. Because um, it's, we, we create this uh, uh, Ocean Quest Borneo Eco Camp is a, a place that you can see how we work with nature, how we live with nature, and how we uh coexist with uh, the things uh, all the uh, all the living animals around us not only in on land but also in the water so um Ocean quest Bono is uh, we, uh, we set it up as a uh, training base and everyone from any part of the world can come here and learn and upgrade themselves on the nature conservation it's not only, coral but uh, other nature conservation as well if they want to further on research coral cataloging even we will have a, a painting studio real soon yeah and photographing photography underwater photography um birding photography uh micro land micro photography just like i have few volunteer, they are obsessed on the Insects like uh, spiders, <laughs> spiders, <laughs> scorpions and centipede. <laughs> all these. yeah, they are obsessed with it. They are scuba diver. They are they are crazy on the marine life. But in the night, like ten o'clock, you will see the lights moving on. They will walk to the trail and they try to find as much as uh, species and pretty uh, spider they can they, they they can get on the day. Yeah, this is the uh, long term. Uh, we want we want to open up an uh, opportunity for for especially the youngsters, um, kind of losing track too much on the uh, uh too much on the phone, too much on the great game, too much on IT things, especially like, uh, AI thinking like that. <laughs> for me, yeah, I mean, it's in a way it's good, but uh, from what I experienced. Uh, this this kind of human they disconnect with nature. They they disconnected with nature. And when you put them to the to the ground or like bring them to the beach, they like freak out with the crab that uh, pop up from the the sand area. And they got freaked out with the um, hermit crab when towards sunset, a lot of hermit crab coming out for food, things like that. These are the these are the precious moment the precious thing that um, not every human can see now but we have it here in uh, Ocean Quest Borneo Eco Camp which is uh, fully operated by One Ocean Empire and 100% supported by Ocean Quest Global so we welcome people anyone non-diver or diver come here this is the place for you to learn and get connected with the nature yes
1: awesome awesome i i love that message and uh, i i will definitely leave links in the descriptions for uh the description for the show so that way people know how to get a hold of you if they want to uh come out and volunteer it sounds like an amazing time um between the land excursions the ocean excursions especially that part of the world is is so beautiful um, I, I I need to make it out there. Um, I've done, like I said, very little um, exploring. Oh, in... let
0: me host you. Let me host yeah. you and stay here. You you will never want to go back to Penang. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm sure that especially all my diver that um, you uh, you know every diver and the student came here to learn. They stay for one month. Oh, Monica, can I stay another month? I said, yeah. They stay. <laughs> available space and then after second month Monica can I stay for last <laughs> one month <laughs> yes it's available unless there is uh, um, not enough uh, 10 uh, for, for the volunteer to continue stay on then I, I, I I'm sorry about that and our eco camp we only limited to 10 people
1: oh okay 10. okay okay. 10. not
0: more than we, yeah. we don't care how many you have we only can take <laughs> Ten percent. Yeah, okay. that's how precious.
1: No, that's good to know. That's good to know. And I, I, very, very much look forward to coming to visit you and just checking out the area. And I will have to. Uh, I don't know when the next big holiday is, but uh, we'll have to. We'll have to make it out there for sure.
0: The best time for you to visit is uh, March, April, May. March, April, okay. May. Yeah, okay. that's the best time. Well, Maybe you have, uh, if you're lucky enough, you can see the whale shark by the by the by the shore. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, juvenile mantare feeding the the krill, the krill season. Just a swim. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, that sounds that sounds amazing, and I will definitely let you know once I'm on my way there. Because that, yeah, this it sounds absolutely please, amazing.
0: Be be my guest. <laughs>
1: Well, I want to thank you very much for coming on to the show today. Um, do you have any, any last parting words, any last words of advice for conservation or anything?
0: Yeah, um, well I just want to say to all the scuba diver or uh, scuba diver and non diver, if you are not yet diver, maybe you should take a chance to experience breeding underwater and it will totally change your mind 360 degree. If you're already a diver, um, I really en- I want to encourage you to pick up some uh, coral conservation courses or any, uh, be part of the conservation initiative from wherever you are and try to uh, dive with purpose and contribute back to our uh, mother nature's instead of just keep on taking it and... By doing that, we have to be do we have to do our part, uh keep inspired the people around us as well. Protect our ocean is to protect our life. Put nature first. That's my last message.
1: That is a beautiful message and that's a great last message. Thank you. Well thank you very, very much for coming on and I hope you have a wonderful day.
0: Yeah, you too. Thank you so much, Nick. See you soon.
1: A scuba podcast.